Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome President HR and Transformation at Z Entertainment, the HR leader, Animesh Kumar. Very, very warm welcome, Animesh. Subriti, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me for this podcast. So, of course, we we you know we all are aware of HR department. We all are aware the responsibilities of an HR department. So, you know, if I have to think, it's You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is recruiting, training staff, developing workplace policies, motivating employees to stay back. Uh, you know, not leave the job and things like that. But I think the most essential part that we often forget is that in order to do all of this, all this work requires just not brains. It also requires a great, expansive heart. You know, to handle people, there needs to be a deep understanding of human mind and heart. and that is why my first question to you animesh is you're the one who's motivating everyone you're the you know the leader behind everything right but mm-hmm. what keeps you motivated um or should i say what or who motivates you animesh i think that would be a really long list uh, sukriti because uh, at different points in time uh, different uh, people have motivated me and for different things that you're trying to do in your life different uh there are different drivers and different uh places from where you draw your energy uh to keep yourself going but in the specifically in a workplace context uh, for me it's always been the vision of the organization the purpose of the company and the leaders that i've worked with and uh, i've been blessed particularly so in z because uh puneet has a truly expansive vision of building a media and entertainment company with a global footprint headquartered out of mumbai i think uh, z is truly unique because we have the opportunity uh, to take indian and more broadly south asian content uh, to the world we have great stories to tell uh, we have uh, we have absolutely fantastic creative talent great directors the the caliber of talent that we have in india is really outstanding true and married with the kind of story narratives that are available in our culture and our history in our in our uh, in our entire ethos uh, we are we re- we truly have the right to win in building a global media entertainment enterprise uh, out of bombay and uh, that's puneet's vision and when you have a vision like that and you have a purpose that uh, you want to you want to build a global enterprise uh, in indian media and in a uh, media entertainment powerhouse you draw a lot of energy from there i also am blessed to have a truly spectacular set of leaders that i work with puneet himself is truly inspirational uh, his care for people his uh, sensitivity and uh, 
his uh, emotional connection with uh, uh, with almost each and every employee in the organization. And that's something that I truly look up to and learn from because I don't have that yet. Uh, what he has and he connects is truly like uh, something to be modeled. But not just him. Uh, there's uh, there's another Puneet, Puneet Mishra in our company. There's Rahul Jari, Rohit Gupta, Nitin Mittal, whom we have just uh, hired uh, to come and head up our technology uh, ecosystem. Oh, a whole Amit Goenka. There's just so many exciting, great leaders that you're working with that uh, it's truly fun. It's truly exciting to get there, to put your minds together to how you're going to drive this. And the human peer part, the human capital part of it obviously fits into that broader narrative, the broader strategy of how do we realize our vision and our dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where I draw my energy from in the workplace. Wow. Wow. And, you know, one thing that I really want to tell you is that you come from a place of so much of gratitude. Um, you know, I mean, uh, talking about so many leaders that inspire you and having that grateful heart, I think is also one could be one of the reasons, you know, for all the work energy that you're putting up at your workplace. I think it's just fantastic and something to really reflect and learn back. We are often complaining, uh, you know, of all the people that we work with. But I think it's amazing to have that kind of heart to learn from everybody. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I've really had the opportunity to, I think a lot of uh, our success, while we tend to attribute it all to your own personal hard work and brilliance and great intellectual uh, capability, etc., etc., I I truly believe that we all stand on the work that has been done before us and build on that. Yes. And I've had the opportunity to stand on the shoulders of giants who have really paved the way uh, and created a runway on which you can then build on. And hopefully you'll leave a legacy that others can pick up and, uh, and uh, move that further along. And that, that genuinely is just life. So fantastic. So, so fantastic. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Um, I also wanted to speak about one thing and, and maybe our listeners, you know, also have this question in their mind. So in the current times, you know, there's a great deal of discussion on the great resignation in terms of, you know, trying to retain talent. Um, I want to know from you that what are the special steps you think an organization should take to attract and retain talent? So I think we I think we sometimes use the term great resignation uh, in a in a very uh, loose format. Mm-hmm. Uh, the term uh, honestly started in uh, North America, more specifically in the United States and then traveled to Europe. And there I think the great resignation has been a direct outcome of COVID where people have been uh, have been rethinking like, their life. Yeah. And the uh, kind of work that they're doing in the context of the lives that we lead. In India, uh, however, and we, the, the net outcome is the same, as in organizations are struggling to retain talent. Yeah. Uh, but in India, that uh, the, the, the exodus is not because people are contemplating work and life, though some, some, of, some people are, and rightly so. But India is on the cusp of breakout growth. Yeah. Uh, every sector of the con- of the economy, uh, especially as we come out of COVID, is firing. Uh, 
technology, data, artificial intelligence, uh, digital being at the forefront of this entire uh, uh, opportunity. So what we are seeing is a paucity of talent that is stemming from this this growth uh, engine of our economy, which is not the same as the great resignation as everybody refers to. Uh, So I think it's important to just uh, uh, call that out. Uh, I think the what companies do uh, to retain talent is never a action reaction format. If today you suddenly start seeing talent mobility, besides reframing and rebalancing your compensation to reflect market reality, they're not something that you can turn on and do tomorrow. I think great organizations are built around uh, four, three, four key pillars. And the first one is fairness. Mm. I think, uh, when you see people or anyone else being treated unfairly, uh, there is a uh, there is a very raw, visceral reaction that all human beings have. We don't like unfairness fundamentally. Right. And therefore, I think fairness becomes an important pillar uh, to anchor an organization around. And not just an organization, I think society, communities, uh, countries. And if you look at all laws, etc., they're all built around the fact that you need to be fair. Uh, the second one, I think, is uh, the caliber and quality of employee experience you deliver. Hmm. The, the world is full of people who are talking about customers come first. And uh, I, 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 yes, of course, customers do come first. They, they, pay, the, they pay our salaries. They pay right. the, uh, but I think to make customers come first, you have to make employees come first. 100%. Uh, when you put employees first, customers automatically come first. And uh, I've been a great uh, advocate and votary of uh, of delivering absolutely fantastic customer-grade employee experience. So if uh, if we are focused on reducing friction in the way a customer transacts with you, we need to bring the same principles uh, to the way an employee transacts with the organization. So why should it be cumbersome for an employee to claim their reimbursements? Hmm. Uh, and any number of, uh, uh, you know, employee organi- organization transactions that happen, they really need to become uh, employee first. They need to be they need to deliver really frictionless, personalized experience. Wow. And what the opportunity as we uh, that we sit on today is that by leveraging data tech and uh, the personalization that uh, technology is able to bring to us today, uh, we can achieve all of this at scale without incurring too much cost. So I think that's the second part. The third pillar for me is managers. Hmm. Employees join organization but leave managers. It's the oldest adage I think every HR professional gets learns this like is imprinted in their brain. Uh, but unfortunately, many organizations uh, uh, tend to spend less on training frontline managers and more on leaders. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that uh, either or is uh, more or less important. The thrust of my entire articulation is that both are equally important. Of course, you need great leaders. You can't argue against that. But equally, you need fantastic managers. Managers of the are the linchpin for great organizational performance. They are force multipliers for any organization. They, uh, they are the anchors of your culture. Uh, they are the first line of defense on governance, on, on they, they are risk mitigators. 
and which is why it is imperative that we spend time equipping managers to become better. When you have great managers, you'll automatically uh, stem the tide of attrition. And uh, lastly, and this is a little more difficult, uh, and I think all organizations struggle, uh, is how do you help everyone understand that they make a difference? The, the very, at a very human level, we all need to be valued. Yes. Uh, when you don't feel valued, you feel th there are all kinds of negative consequences. Uh, uh, and uh, if I had a if I had a magic wand, hmm. uh, and I could just swish it, swish it around and make everyone understand the value that they bring to the organization, uh, it would be super. Uh, I think we would have uh, we would have really addressed this whole challenge, as you said, of great resignation. So those are things that I think organizations need to do uh, to build a, a moat around the company that would ensure that you're not chasing every every rupee uh, in terms of matching it for what a new company comes and does. Yes. Uh, the simple fact is that there are thousands of new companies coming up and each of them will be able to hire uh, five people or 10 people out of your company at a 50% or 100% premium. But when you're a large organization, you can't do that for everyone. So what is it that you can do and how do you play to your strengths of stability of, like I said, all of the other areas is what we need to focus on. And I think that's what will help us retain talent. Absolutely. And and I'm, what I'm also you know feeling is that isn't it so much closer to just simple human relationships, you know? All these pointers, if I have to see, uh, at a very, very, uh, uh, you know, like, a, I would say, microscopic view, if I look at human relationships, it is all about efforts. So there is unfortunately no magic wand which is going to come and do all, all these points that you've shared. Everything needs effort. Everything needs that heart where you start to believe in people's potential. And I think that requires an immense amount of effort. And that is what you're doing. So thank you very much for your perspective. And I truly believe uh, that everybody who's listening to this podcast will resonate with all the four points that you've shared. It's just fantastic. Nice. Thank you. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. My next question is about work culture, you know, which is deeply connected to what you said. Uh, everybody feels, you know, I think all the managers, leaders, I think they all worry about having a toxic culture. Everybody wants to avoid having a toxic culture. And I think what you said that, uh, you know, making everyone feel valued is one way of, you know, looking at a very healthy, happy work culture. But there, I'm sure there are some other ways as well. If you can tell me, how would you describe an organization who, uh, you know, thrives on a very healthy, happy work culture? That's a really difficult question, Sukriti, because, uh, you know, there is a very wide chasm between what what is a toxic work culture and what is a happy, healthy work culture. Uh, it's easy to define how not to create a toxic work culture. Yeah, and uh, 
there's enough writing around that in terms of what you should do. But most importantly, and my only advice to uh, uh, all my younger colleagues in the HR function is those don't respond to every uh, every transgression that you see in an organization with a policy. Uh, because, because you don't want to go and confront the person who is doing the transgression, uh, we end up responding and creating a policy that makes life difficult for everyone. Honestly, there are typically less than 5% of people who are, who are kind of being outside the guardrails. And it's so much simpler to tell those people to have a conversation. And then there's an escalating mechanism of response of people don't re- people don't uh, correct for what is expected behavior. Uh, so that's my that's the first thing. Don't like don't don't write a one ton policy handbook and throw it at everyone and say on um, clause number ninety three subsection A sub subsection blah blah. Yeah. But the other thing that is uh, uh, that is critical, and I think this is an important point to understand that there is no one culture. Mm. Culture has to be contextual to the organization, the operating framework of the organization, and obviously the strategy of the organization. I've had the good fortune of working in uh, financial services and in media entertainment. And... Uh, these two industries are very different. And therefore, culturally, they are quite different. Uh, Bankers have eased up a lot nowadays, but uh, in the older days when I was a banker and uh, you you never went to work without full shirt sleeves and ties. And as you got senior, you had to wear jackets and all of that. In uh, media and entertainment industry, you'd be laughed out of the room if you went to work in a time. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I have a hypothesis. I think uh, if you look at one of the more, the more structured and command and control and more uh, uh, organizations are, and let's say uh, the armed forces of a country, uh, the, the more for example, regimented that culture will be. You cannot have a discussion sitting in a trench when you're trying to, you know, get out and fight a battle and have a boardroom discussion or a trench room discussion on what's the best strategy. Somebody has to take the uh, given order and everybody else has to follow it. So you yeah. build a culture that that drives that behavior. And that behavior is what everybody is expected to follow. And on the other hand, you have creative agencies and creative companies and you yourself are a creative professional where order giving is unheard of. Yes. Uh, The whole point is that you want to harness, you want to create a space where I can harness the entire, the the maximum of your right brain creative thinking. uh, And that is what will help me win in the marketplace. So you create a culture that is informal, that is convivial, that that doesn't have too much hierarchy. Uh, people are largely equal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's what is contextual and relevant for a media and entertainment ecosystem. So there is no one culture. Yeah, I think culture has to be contextual. To go back to my original statement, culture has to be contextual to the or the kind of work that you do in your company. 
And when there is alignment between the context and culture, it results in happy, healthy workspaces. Uh, when that is not aligned, it creates uh, dissonance and therefore all kinds of uh, unhappiness, negative emotions, energy, etc. What a beautiful answer and I totally agree to that. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. I want to ask you as an HR leader, what do you face uh you know what kind of ch- challenges do you face on a daily basis and how do you deal with it i think there are uh, and i'll answer that question it is a interesting question no doubt <laughs> uh, as a leader whether you're a finance leader or a hr leader or a marketing leader or a sales leader uh or a technology leader for that matter the leadership challenge is very similar Okay. Uh we all have to manage our teams, manage budgets and create direction, take difficult choices, etc, etc, etc. But there's something unique that HR leaders need to do which other leaders have to do lesser of. Okay. Which is uh very loosely defined as herd cats. What is that? Let me explain that a little more. The uh, the key role of HR is to create common ground to enable to the organization to move in a certain direction now creating common ground between different human beings with their own interests and their own agendas and their own uh, uh, challenges and aspirations and views is like herding cats i don't know if anybody's tried to herd cats dogs are easy to i mean you, you, you know like, try herding cats I and mean, they're going on all points of the compass yeah. so i think the special skill that uh hr leaders and hr professionals uh bring to the table is finding the art of the possible so how do i look at differing viewpoints mm-hmm. and nudge and coax and explain and uh, intervene and uh, and uh, make sure that we are all able to come the organization at the macro level and groups of people and teams at the micro level are all able to agree on a common point yes on a co- on an agreed course of action and then execute that action uh that skill i think is in short supply mm. and uh, great hr professionals do that exceptionally well that's what makes i mean that's the most difficult part of my job thank you so much animesh for this wonderful dialogue but i'm not letting you go before you take part in my quick five uh questions which is basically i'm going to quickly ask you some very random five questions and you no need to think a lot about it just whatever comes to your mind just answer it okay yep ready yes as ready right. as be okay yes let's do quick five with animesh my first question what was the last book you read sapiens by yuval noah harari brilliant one failure that turned out to be a victory in your life i am waiting to hear this answer i wanted to be an air force officer air force pilot air force jock and uh, i couldn't do that because i discovered i had glasses and uh, okay what show did you binge watch last i watched this movie 13 hours in bengasi i just watched it two days ago and uh, i think it's the most uh, uh realistic uh war action film that i've seen in the longest time okay one habit that you have recently adopted and has worked wonders for you uh i've started uh, 
following a fitness regime and uh, and i see that uh, the discipline of following a regime is makes life better you sleep better you you're more energized you know, all the all the th- things that they say in the books of what fit by fitness is good for you they, it actually is it works that is so true so what would animesh be doing today if he wasn't a chro other than being a pilot that you already answered so it has to be a different answer i would be a historian a oh. historian wow a, his- a history buff a historian and that's why you love watching the war films is it i mean history in all its parts whether it is <coughs> indian history uh, european history history of uh, of our classics history of culture history of religion but i just love understanding how things have where things started and how they've kind of evolved to where where things are today i do believe in the life that those who forget history are condemned to so i would and you yourself are creating history anime thank you so much for joining us i'm sure all our listeners including me uh we are blown by your perspective and somewhere have taken deep inspiration from you please accept my deepest thanks for attending this for participating in it and giving your valuable um, thoughts and sharing such wonderful things about your life with us sukriti so, thank you so much for providing this opportunity i truly had a great time uh, chatting with you and uh, all the very best to you and uh, i love the tagline freedom to be happy because i i truly believe that we there we all do have the freedom to be happy yes. so all the very best we just have yep. to be we just have to decide to become happy so thank you once again bye bye just say bye bye to my listeners bye everyone bye bye